Hello and thank you for listening to episode 296 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is the seventh and final of my Grimfest interview shows. And this one is all about the movie Fried Barry. And in it, I chat with writer, director, Ryan Kruger. This, once again, is another show which is on our YouTube channel. So if you want to watch us have a chat, head on over there. Link will be in the podcast notes. And once again, listen until the end of the show for a chance to win a free Grimfest code to watch Fried Barry. So sit back, relax, get comfortable and listen to me and Ryan Kruger chat all about Fried Barry. Ryan, first of all, thank you for joining us. I know uh, at my end, I've had to put it back a few times and you've been really nice and we've rearranged. Finally, we're here, we can do it. So it's, it's great <laughs> to have a chat with you and see you as well. So thank you. Uh, pleasure. And thank, thank you very much for having me and being a bit patient. <laughs> oh, no, it's, <laughs> fine. it's fine. Like I say, that everything was at my end. I've had to like, oh, I've got to email Ryan again and put it back. <laughs> so it's great. I've been looking yeah. forward to this, especially after watching Fried Barry watched it a few nights ago. So much to talk about. But before we do, I want to have a quick chat about you because I was looking at your IMDb the other day and, and looking at all the stuff that you've got. Could you tell the listeners and the viewers that are watching this on YouTube just a little bit about yourself and how you got into filmmaking? Um, so I've, uh, yeah, I've been doing film now for 22 years. Um, I'm still young. <laughs> I might look at her, I might young, but a little bit older. But um yeah, I I uh, I started film at a very early age. Uh, I got into acting first, and you know, it's just that regular story where I got my first camera, and you know, I started making um, all these uh, short films with all my friends back in the day, and they were must have made about two hundred, three hundred of them, but they were all they're all terrible. But you know, it was it was that whole thing. You know, just my childhood was very much like. Um, like that movie Super 8, you know, mm, where we would yes. go out in the summer or the weekends and we would uh, make films. And then over the years, started doing uh, acting and then I did quite a, a lot of uh, stuff with act, acting, TV and film. And yeah, and then I went into directing and I moved over to South Africa because originally I'm actually from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, you know, I've been in in Cape Town, South Africa now for uh, 11 years. So now um, I'm a Scouse African now. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then when I got here, the first two years that I was here, I got my name out uh, as a music video uh, director. And yeah, and it's for the past 11 years now, I've just been shooting a hell of a lot of uh, music videos and came became one of the top music video directors in South Africa, which was great. And yeah, and then I just got to a point in my career where you know, for a while now, I've been wanting to to make a feature. But uh, I love doing music videos and, you know, I do my experimental films and stuff. I've been working on a project for like four years now for experimental films, which I'm going to release them uh, all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that's um, – and as a director, but it's come to that point where I got to make a feature film, which I've been dying to do for, for yeah. a long time. And it's been getting a lot of buzz, and rightly so. And I said, there's there's so much to talk about. But again, before we get to that, your South African accent is an awesome accent because I can I can pick up both because we're we're like about a forty five minute drive from Liverpool. In fact, we were up your neck of the woods the other day because you went to oh I wrote it down to make sure I didn't forget Aldershaw School, didn't you? You did 
drive yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we went to New Brighton just the other day, so we were just up at that end. Okay, so where are you based? You're based in Manchester. No, we're in North Wales, so we're about. Oh, North Wales. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it feels like another another lifetime ago now. So, <laughs> but it was yeah. Liverpool's great. Like I love uh, Liverpool, and I think Liverpool's a lot better than it was. Mm. Like you know, uh, you know, like it was back in the day. I think it's way more alternative now, and you know, there's more. Um, you know, there's a mix of of people now. There's a huge mix of you know. It's like a mini London, really, isn't yeah, it? It's it just is. like a mix of, of everybody. Yeah, and there's a lot to do there. There's so much to do in Liverpool. People, you know, if they come to the UK, they always gravitate to London straight away, and they need to get to yeah, places exactly. like Liverpool because they, you know, they're, they're really good places to visit. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody that I know here, when they say they're going to England, they mean they're going to London. Yeah. They just go to London. Yeah. They don't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. So Fried Barry then, what was the genesis of Fried Barry for, for people that don't know? How, how did all of this begin? So Fried Barry was originally a short film, a short experimental film. Uh, it was like a three-minute uh, experimental film about a drug addict that was in that lives in an abandoned building and we're watching him on his latest hits of uh, uh, drugs, and it's about his highs and his lows. No storyline. It was just very experimental, designed uh, to make you feel uncomfortable. It was almost like a, uh, you know, like a drug PSA, like don't do fucking drugs. <laughs> you know, after <laughs> after after you watch it, which I'm sure a lot of people went fuck that. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to do any <laughs> drugs if I end up like this guy. And uh, yeah, and then from from that we had. I took it to like a lot of festivals and we had like 60 official selections around the world. Uh, we picked up 13 awards and we started getting uh, fan art from like all over the world, uh, which was like just nuts. It was just crazy. I mean, who, who does fan art for short film? <laughs> so, so, but, but the thing is with the short film and we, we never ever planned to make a feature film after, yeah. uh, out of it. It was always, standalone experimental film it did well and that was it that was there was there was never an intention of making it and there was no story to it you know what i mean it was just a guy off his head on drugs in the build and that, that you know that was it was uh, as time went on you know for the for, for quite a while now i've i've probably had about five or six opportunities to make a feature film where producers have spoken to me and they were like oh we want to make a film with you and then it like it doesn't happen and it like fades away and that happened again and again and you know by the two last times i never even got excited because i'm just like <laughs> i know what normally happens so yeah. it's just like whatever and where i was at the time with my career my personal life uh, i went through yeah like uh, yeah like four three three and a half years ago something like that uh, well i think it's four four years now yeah, I just went through a bit of a hectic, crazy time. I had something wrong with my kidney. I uh, had an operation, uh, got sepsis, uh, nearly died. Um, I, yeah, I, I went through a breakup. I, uh, my cat had cancer. Oh I went into God. depression and I just went down this, I just went down this, uh, I just went down this hole. Yeah. Um, Not surprising that with all that going on though. Yeah, it was just too much. It was it was just like way too much all at the same time. And it was, yeah, it was a very, and I've never been depressed in my life. So it just shows you it can, can fucking happen mm -hmm. to anybody. And it yeah. like, it, it really hit me hard. And 
and it, it just gave me like a new appreciate appreciation for people that do have uh depression or whatever and like fuck you need you need to reach out to those people mm-hmm. uh because when i went through it I, I had fucking nobody you know uh I, you know i went back to england and a lot of my friends and stuff you know are here you know in, in south africa now because i've lived here so long and a lot of my other friends have moved out of you know uh liverpool and stuff like that so yeah it, w- it was a it was a very tough time but when i went down this black hole i just hit rock bottom man i was just like what you know what is at the top of my list to do in life what what have i always wanted to do and it was to to make a film and i have all these other scripts that i could have wrote and could have done but i was just uh, and i was like i've got the idea it's perfect and it's better than all the other scripts that i've got and it's more original and i just knew right there and then that this is this is the film that i should make and there was no script whatsoever. So in, in three days, I wrote a 50% brief breakdown, which was just like, Barry does this, Barry does that, Barry goes there. And, and that's literally how brief it was. And then I wrote about six or seven pieces of main dialogue uh, for the movie as time went on. And once I got the idea, I rang my, uh, my new producer that I've been working with, that I only knew for about a month and a half. And I said to him that, uh, I want to make a movie. And I want to make it next month. And he was like, well, why, why, why do you want to make it next month? And I was like, well, if we don't do it next month, it's never going to happen. It's just going to get pushed back. It's going to get prolonged and it's just never going to happen. And he goes, well, have you got a budget? And I was like, well, I got money. And if you've got money, then we can together. And he goes, uh, well, where's the script? And I was like, well, there is no script. And he's like, well, why isn't there no script? And I was like, well, I've wrote a scene breakdown and I'm going to develop it as we go, but I need to make this film a certain way because our lead uh, actor isn't an actor. He's not, a, he's, not a, he's not a trained actor. So it was just like, you know, I had to make this film in a certain way to make it work. And then uh, I just said to him, well, you're either in or you're out. And I'm like, cool, I'm in. And a month later, we we started shooting. And it was, we shot over a year and a half. We shot 28 days in total. So it was like plan, 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 shoot, plan, plan, shoot. And the movie and the idea, everything developed as, uh, you know, as, as we went. And, you know, 90% of the movie was improvised, but it wasn't like we rocked up on set and we didn't know what we were doing. Mm. We had the subjects and we knew, what we wanted to happen in that scene. But then it was, and that's why I wrote six or seven pieces of main dialogue for the movie, you know, as time went on. So it was about 90% improvised and workshopped on, on, uh, on set with the actors. And then with Gary Green, uh, the lead, he was the only one that didn't, didn't do the improv. So I had to, cause he's not a trained actor and there was no script mm-hmm. and I didn't want him to overthink everything. So I needed a clean, slate a clean page every single day so he would listen to my direction and not think about anything else yeah. and and that was it. it was just very very structured uh and that's why I, I built the movie around him um i built the movie around him to you know to, to uh to to uh to, to make it work and uh and that was and that's why i said that that's the, this was the only way to uh to, you know to make this movie and it is it's one of these films where 
you really can't see it with anybody else apart from Gary as, as the lead. You can't picture exactly. anybody else in it, can you? You know, he, he yeah. is the focus of it and he carries it and it, your attention is just locked to him all the way through. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like even if I got the best actor in the country to do it, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be as good. And that's why when I had the idea, because that, this is the thing, because he's not a trained actor, and when I was thinking about, you know, which film I could do, and then when it came to me, I was just like, cool, I've got the idea. I know how I'm going to do it, and it's the only way how to do it. So because if there was a script and there was dialogue or lots of dialogue from him, it wouldn't work. So that's why I based it the character, you know, and shaped it for him to make, you know, to make it, to actually make it work. Otherwise it would just fall flat. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked otherwise. So it was just perfect casting, perfect story, perfect character. And I think, you know, I think everybody's got that one film in them that is absolutely perfect for them. And this is it for, for Gary Green. Yeah, definitely. I deliberately went into it knowing as little as possible. And to be perfectly honest with you, Ryan, I, I was expecting you on camera and a sound man with you. And I was like blown away with the way it looked, the way it sounded. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. With <laughs> It's like an assault on the senses visually and, and with audio as well. It, you know, what was the crew that you had to work with? Because again, I was watching the end credits and it was like, oh my God, look at all these people that worked on it. But you can see because it, it looks and sounds so bloody awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You know, I, I said the exact same thing, uh, you know, when the movie was finished, uh, it was funny because, you know, again, this is my uh, my first film. So, you know, when we did the credits, I'm like, uh, you know, I was saying to my producer, this is like a proper movie. <laughs> yeah, look, at all these, uh, look at all these credits. And, it, you know, I was very lucky to have, you know, all these people that want to work with me and, you know, and know that knows my work over here in South Africa. And, and so, it's it, yeah, it was just uh, we had, you know, I think we had like over 100 uh, hundred, uh, hundred actors. We had um, people working at post and everything. So it was, yeah, it was just a, an amazing, uh, you know, amazing cast and crew and the people that, uh, that, that I work with and they're, they're all amazing at what they do, you know, amazing at what they do. And so I, you know, I always surround myself with people that I, you know, admire and like, and that are brilliant at what they do. And, you know, it's like, I love Fry Barry. It's my first movie and I love it. <laughs> but it's one of those, because it's not just my work. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people that I admire, whether it's actors or uh, Hazer that did the score, the music. You know, I love I love all these guys. So for, to work with all these people and have them all together, and we, we, we were like 10 people short of, you know, the, like the top actors, maybe less, top actors in South Africa. So we had like everybody in there. And it was so funny because Gary's background, he's an extra, he, he comes from an extra background. Mm -hmm. So now he's the lead. And now all these other famous people, they're all like really like small parts, you know, <laughs> in the movie. So it was awesome. You know, it was awesome to see, you know, to, to see that. But, and, and this is the thing with the uh, Fry Barry, you know, it's, you know, it's about a heroin addict that gets abducted by aliens they get spat back out. The aliens taken over his body and just takes him on a joyride to the dark side of Cape Town. And you know, I always say to people, it's like a road trip without the car. And Barry's the car, you know, going through and meeting all these different people. And it's just the more darker side of life. Like I've probably ruined like Cape Town tourism after this, <laughs> like that because people. I, I saw one interview people talking about, it and they're like, "Fuck, if Cape Town's like that." 
Like, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking go there. <laughs> but Cape Town's really beautiful. It's a really nice place. And it's like anywhere in the world, you know, you get your dodgy areas oh, yeah. and stuff like that, you know? So, yeah. And I just wanted to shoot because we have a lot of, we're more of a, a service country in uh, South Africa. So we, we cater for a lot of the big American films and uh, English films and TV series that get shot here. Mm-hmm. And they're always, uh, so that Cape Town is always, is always doubled for all these different locations around the world because yeah. we have all these locations that will look like Mexico or will look like Arizona or, or whatever. So, you know, and for South African films, it's, you know, everybody always shows the beautiful side of like South Africa and all these locations. So I was just like, I want to, I want to show South Africa, like how we've never seen it before. And saying that as well, um, the movies, like South Africa is quite conservative. So the movies that get made here are also normally like comedies, uh, rom-coms and some dramas and historic movies and apartheid movies. Mm. And that's, and it's starting to change, but that's what gets made here. So Fry Barry is literally the first of its kind to come out of South Africa, like without a doubt, like it's (laughs) like, it's, 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 it's change uh, in the industry in South Africa. And to, to be a part of that is, is, uh, is amazing that, you know, we're the first people to do something so, so out the box yeah. and such a genre type of movie. And it's not just a horror and it's not just a sci-fi. It's a, you know, genre mash of, of stuff. And it's, and the content within it with the nudity and the drugs and, and everything. It's just, it's completely normally this type of thing is like frowned upon and people don't make this type of content. So it's cool and it's working. So, yeah, oh <laughs> so God, it's good. Yeah. It is. And it all fits in with what you were saying about your experimental, you love playing with experimental style or stuff. I mean, it fits in perfectly with that and it just, it all comes together and just works with it. So it must've been a, a joy for you to use that and your passion for experimental filmmaking to bung it all into a yeah, feature no, film. I, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's why, you know what? I, I could have picked any of these other scripts that I already had. Probably would have been way easier to shoot than Fry <laughs> Barry. But as I said, where I was with the depression and everything, I needed something super creative to do, which mm. you couldn't get more creative than this film. Mm. You know, to, to to make it the way I've made it. So it's it, it's it's actually what I needed at the time to do something like. It, it's like I always say, you know, <clears throat> when you make a film. You know, it's such an understatement that obviously you make a film and you hope that it's going to be good. Your first film has to be the best thing that you've ever done. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? So, and I, I think Fry Barry was definitely the right the right pick. And it was, you know, a different sort of film. And the feedback and everything and the reviews that we've been getting so far and the people saying, this is going to be a cult classic. Like, without a doubt, this is going to be around for a long time. So to hear uh, reviews and everything is is amazing. It's, like, amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't have got a better, uh, you know, reception from uh, all those people. And, again, now with people starting to do more fan art, uh, I mean, one guy the other day got a Fry Barry tattoo, and that's just, like, oh, fucking nuts. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, that's just, like, next-level shit. So, so that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. For I think that's a huge. I mean, I mean, fan art is a huge compliment 
definitely but a tattoo is like is is like next level shit that he's always gonna have fry barry's face yeah. on his on his <laughs> leg forever <laughs> i love the fact that something so good and so positive came out of you at such a low point i think it's a it's a great thing to pass on to, to everybody really isn't it that even at those lowest yeah, points, I you mean, don't know what's ahead of you yeah yeah i mean i I have to say, like, it, uh, Fry Barry saved my life in so many ways, in so many ways. And it's funny how I kind of knew the answer all along. You know, I said I went through those five, six producers that approached me to do a film and then it faded away. And I kind of knew all along that you just got to do it yourself. But it, it's funny how it nearly took me to die <laughs> to realize that shit and go, fuck, what am I doing? Uh, and that's why when I approached my producer, uh, James C. Williamson, it was like, I need to do it next month mm. because I can't, I can't wait anymore. And it's one of those things. If, if you do day one, dude, you, you already started. Yeah. You're already started. So if you do day one, you're already, you're already on the, on the go. Like there's no turning back. And uh, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't think it would take a year and a half to shoot, <laughs> but, uh, it did. but again, it was the right concept to do because our, our main continuity of the movie was was Barry, and he's everywhere he goes, he never goes back to. So it's everything is like kind of, you know, kind of uh, ongoing and new characters and new people. But you know, you, you know, we only brought back, um, you know, the sex worker and the and his wife, and that was it. So there was no other continuity in the movie because it, it, normally it's one of those things where with independent filmmaking and they make it every now and then. It's like you know, the one actress has cut her hair or dyed her hair or they can't find the clothes that they had for continuity yeah. and all that. So, so the cool thing was the main continuity was, was, uh, was Fry Barry himself and, uh, and just those two characters for another two scenes that I put them in and that, and that was it. There's even parallels between you and Peter Jackson with like his early filmmaking and taking years to do it. And then where are you? You could be directing Star Wars in a few years from now. Who knows? I'll be cool. <laughs> I'll be cool. Darren <laughs> Fry Barry as well as a character. Oh yeah, a bounty. You know, there's a little bit in Fried Barry where he appears in an advert, and I would like. I watched it and I thought, I'd love to see some things just adverts with Fried Barry in them. Come on, <laughs> just simple things yeah. like that. And actually, have you, seen, have, you, have you seen the marketing? I've seen I some, the marketing. Yeah, I've seen some yeah. of the marketing. Yeah, I have since, since I watched the film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's loads of, you know, we've got the condom commercial uh, that we did. We we have like a tampon commercial coming out. We've got a, a cigarette commercial. Um, there's a heartburn commercial. There's all these like random things that we do. I mean, even today we, re we released uh, uh, a picture of Fry Barry for uh, OnlyFans. So it's a picture of Fry Barry sitting there <laughs> with the cucumber and all that. So the, the the marketing for this movie has been uh, has been great, and I've and it's also created like a lot of a lot of buzz and stuff like that for you know for festivals and stuff. So that that's that's been awesome. And the thing with Fry Barry is there's no with the character there's no rules. Mm -hmm. Like you've seen the film, so you can't take the film seriously. It's just a wacky, crazy movie. So with this character. Uh, there's no rules. You can literally do anything with this yeah. character. And like normal films, it's everything set in stone or you've got a trailer, you've got two posters. Architect is, is just paid interviews or, you know, slots in magazines or billboards. So with Fry Barry, it's endless. You can just do anything with this character, which is, 
which is awesome. I think, which is, it's, it's really helped like promote the film more, you know? Yeah. And saying that, and with all the hype that it's getting and you know, and the great word of mouth that it's been getting as well, has that already in your head thought somewhere that you can take the character again, you know, we're going to see fried Barry again. Yeah, well, no, definitely. I mean, some people have, you know, have, uh, there's been quite a few people said to me, you got to make a number two. Like, you got to make a number two. It's so much. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, and it's funny because, I mean, you know, from now to the end of the year, it's, you know, it's the festival run. And then mm-hmm. it only comes out next year. So, you know, only a certain amount of people have actually seen it, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. So that's, that, that, that's, that's the cool and interesting thing. So when it hits major platforms next year, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see what happens. But I mean, I already got a film that I want to make uh, next year. But I mean, if I think if we we're gonna make another Fry Barry, if we were gonna make another Fry Barry, it will be, you know, it'll be in like a few years. You know, it, 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 you know, it's one of those like leave it as it is. Yeah, yeah. Or make it. It's one. It's one of those. You know. And I should imagine as well you'd be getting, because of all, all of everything that's going on with Fried Barry, you'd get a lot of interest from a load of other places coming in as well. Uh, so it must yeah. be such a crazy yeah, no, time I mean, for you. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, we had the world premiere at CineQuest in San Jose in uh, America in March, and it was like a week before like lockdown. So it was quite nuts because... You know, when that was happening, I thought, oh, fuck, this is going to this is gonna ruin everything for the movie. This is going to ruin all the festival runs <laughs> and, like, just need to make my first film and this shit happens. And you know what? It's actually been a blessing in disguise, like, big time. Yeah. Because, you know, you're looking at 250 to 300 people in a, in a normal festival movie screen, yeah. okay? Now with the pandemic in certain places... Uh, like over here, for example, it's 50 people per screening. That's it, you know. But I check in uh, in France and Germany when Fry Barry's played like over the last like two weeks, it's literally been um, like they've had hundreds of people there. They're like, they're, 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 they don't seem too asked about it, which is great. So more people watch the film. <laughs> but uh, the, the great thing, what, what has happened is this online, you know, online, you know, all the festivals of a lot of the festivals have gone online. Some are still doing physical festivals, but uh, some of the big ones have just gone online. And, you know, we just played Fantasia. And, I mean, Fantasia is one of the biggest genre film festivals in the world. Like Tarantino has his screenings there and a lot of big films and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it would have been amazing to go to that, but it was online this year. But the, the crazy thing with this online thing, as I said, it's two, 250 to 300 people normally in a... In a in a film screen. And now when we played uh, Macabro in Mexico and Fantaspo in uh, Brazil, we had 4,000 people watch oh. Fry Barry just, just in Brazil. And then in Mexico, we had 4,000 people in Mexico watch it. And then I think in Canada, we had about 5,000 people. So the numbers are way bigger yeah. and more people are watching it. More people are talking about it. More people are talking about it online. And that's fucking great. You know, it's actually created way more of a, a buzz and our internet marketing has worked better and more and stuff like that. So it's, it's actually done so much more justice for, for the movie. And, and it's been insane. We've been up against like big, big, big movies, which is like, is, you know, it's crazy. You know, you look at some of these films and it's got like this A-list star uh, and then, and then there's Fry Barry and you're just like, Oh, it's fucking weird. <laughs> you know, so, 
So it's yeah, it's yeah, it's it's been amazing. I I I think after this whole thing now, I think I think film festivals should actually do an online platform mm. and a physical one because I mean you can't watch all the films anyway when you're there. You know, it's cool to go to a festival, but it's impossible to watch all the movies. And then some people can't even get to the festival because yeah. it's too far away or they haven't got money. So I think they will actually make more money if they if they have you know you can go to the physical or you can watch online and they'll, they'll probably make more money with that anyway. It's a, so it's a really good way to do it. It isn't like you said, but the more people you can get to see your movie, the better. It, it's got to be a win-win. Yeah, I mean, when you make a movie, you the bottom line is you want you want people to watch it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, like I can't believe how many people have watched it so far. It's like it's nuts. It's crazy. And the yeah. thing is, you mentioned like the big mainstream movies. So we watch like a shit ton of movies here and there's so many and they can be, you know, multi-million dollar budgets through to zero budgets. And there's a lot that you watch and then even like the next day you think, I can't really remember much about it. They've gone through you. I defy anybody not to remember anything about Fried Barry. because <laughs> yeah. There's so many things. It's one of those that sticks in your head and like days afterwards, little images and, and even sounds were coming into my head after watching it. And, and and that's that's the great thing about Fry Barry because it's one of those films you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. There's a, the target market will love it. The other people, there's other people that went to our target market that actually really liked it because they're expecting just a horror and it's not just a horror. You know, there's a bit of horror, there's a bit of sci-fi, there's lots of comedy, there's lots of dark humor. So you either love it or you hate it. The people that love it will love it. The people that hate it will hate it. But it's great. Like even the people that don't like it, it's awesome because they're speaking about it. It's it, like you said. Now <laughs> yeah. it's a film that you ca- cannot not talk about. You That's know it. what I mean? If somebody watches it, you will fucking speak about yeah. it, like without a doubt. <laughs> and you know, there's plenty of movies uh, like what you say now that we watch. We either watch 10, 20 minutes, or the whole movie, and watch it and go, "Oh, that was shit. I'm not going to watch that again." Or you turn it off halfway. And you won't even tell your friend about it because it's not worth the conversation. So the thing is with Fry Barry, even if you don't like it, you're going to talk about it. Yeah. And and if you talk about it, I think it will be those other people that will listen and go, that actually sounds like my type of movie. That actually sounds really good. <laughs> so, so it's cool that, you know, we... I think as filmmakers that we, you know, we need to, we need to do something different. We need to do a, shake things up a bit and do a bit of a different structure and stuff like that. And and that's what I wanted to do with Fry Barry that it's to make, you know, I, I set out to make a cult style movie and it seems to be getting exactly, you know, what I wanted and, and that's it. And, uh, you know, if people are talking about this movie in five or 10 years times, then I've done, you know, I've done my, job but as i said the response and people say oh this is definitely going to be a cool classic and stuff like that it's just like it's it's fucking nuts to to hear that and people say that and it's not even out yet yeah and that's what's awesome yeah Yeah, it's not it's not even out yet i mean that guy that got the tattoo you know what i mean the movie's not even out yet and he's (laughs) and he's got this tattoo so it's amazing you know so it's i mean you don't put a fucking tattoo on you for nothing you know <laughs> wait until the yeah. movie's out and there's more tattoos start appearing holy shit yeah well, that, well that, that's the thing it's like fan art if if one person is doing it and then other people do it because of that person there's other people that are thinking about it and it's the same with tattoos if one person gets it i guarantee that's not going to be the only person that ever gets it i fucking know it won't be so and it, it's one of those people that it's like it's like people like that will follow my work and reach out to me 
and you know message me and say something and then there's all the other people that don't reach out to me but maybe have thought to reach out to me and then and then don't so that and that's the thing and it, it's just all those collective of, of of people that and you know and that's how you get a fan base and that's how you know people start you know talking about your work i mean i'm, I'm only known as a director in south africa but since this festival run i have like fans in Brazil and Mexico and Canada all message me going, what are you doing next? Are we going to see a Fry Barry? Are you going to work with Gary again? Uh, what's your next film? I'm excited to see what, what, what comes and what happens. And they want like a signed uh, Blu-ray copy and all that. So it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's cool and it's crazy. And it's all, and it's all, it's also like, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, you get these people speaking about it and then I'm like, they speak <laughs> and then I'll look in case they're mentioning like another film, but they're not. They're talking about Brian Barry, so it's 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 uh, I'm very humble and it's it's very nice. And I work fucking hard making this film, and my crew worked amazingly hard, and they're very talented. And as I said, it's not just my film; it's you know, it's uh, uh, making movies is a collaborative uh, thing, and I think people always forget that. And it's everybody in the crew is very important in every in every area, and it's. Uh, it's a collaborative thing and and people i think people must re remember that yeah yeah it is well i look forward to talking to you again in the future i really do with because i'm sure you you have a lot incoming over the next few years so i can't wait to see what you do i can't wait for everybody to get to see fried barry uh, and get in on the discussions about that as well can't wait to see more tattoos as well i'm going to start looking online for fried barry fried barry tattoos when it starts showing that's where i'm going to be looking so for the sake of the edit thank you ryan for coming on it's been a great chat and i wish you all the very best for the future mate i really do uh thank you so much man i really appreciate it thanks thanks so much and the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. As I said at the beginning, this is the seventh and final of my Grimfest interview shows. I hope you've enjoyed listening to them. I've had a great time chatting to everybody involved and seeing them because these were recorded with video as well. So it's, it's been a really, really good time. As I've said before, Grimfest is my favourite festival of the year uh, and I'm looking forward to it again this year, even though it's online and all the stuff with meeting people, all that side of it has gone He's had a few extra bonuses with doing these videos and uh, the chance to watch all these exciting horror films that otherwise I probably wouldn't have seen. The word to email me for your chance to win the free Grimfest pass for Fried Barry is, and this will make sense if you've uh, heard the full show, Scouse African. Yes, what a great term that is. That's the word to email us. So from this show onwards... Hopefully we're going to get back to what is now our regular podcast release schedule of a Monday and a Thursday with the odd surprise Saturday show. Things have been a bit disrupted lately. If you follow us on our social media with some of my health issues, hopefully that will be put behind me quite soon, he says, with fingers and toes crossed. So I'm just going to have to have a, a little bit of a play with the schedule, get everything sort of back on course. But uh, yeah, as I say from next week, it should be back to a Monday, Thursday and the odd surprise Saturday show. So as always, thank you very much for listening and we shall see you very, very soon.